What's up, guys, and welcome to the third episode of Theology Unscripted with Dr. Jones. Today, we will be talking about Dr. Jones' beliefs and why he believes in what he believes in. This is Theology Unscripted. All right, we're sitting here on a Thursday. Uh, excited for our basketball team. Got Dylan, David, and Chris are heading to state semifinals tomorrow so pretty excited for that but before that we've got uh, a question that came in uh, let's hear that question first we have a question from a listener why do you personally believe in god great yeah i want to go back to our last episode obviously that's the place that it starts for me is just mere existence itself and we think about what existence means and again if you're interested in all of that and what i think of that just listen back to episode two because kind of went into depth what I think regarding the origins of things and God being the one thing that is uncaused. I definitely suggest going back and checking that out. To expand on that thought is not only the idea that God is the only being that is uncaused, the only thing, we look at the evidence of design in the universe. The fact that the universe appears designed. There's apparently just order all around us, order that we can see in our lives and our minds and everything that we see. And one of the things that has been really interesting to me lately is, and I mentioned this last time, but the fine tuning of the universe. I looked up a couple of things. There are the, the four cosmic constants. You think about the gravitational force, the electromagnetic force, the strong and weak nuclear forces. Again, I'm not a scientist. So if you are a scientist and you're smarter than me, Feel free to send a question or a correction in. Love to hear it. But from what I have read, those four fundamental forces have to be in perfect synchrony with each other or nothing can exist. If the gravitational force constant was too weak, planets and stars would not form. And if it was too strong, then they would burn up too quickly. Uh, If the strong nuclear force uh, were weaker, the universe would have far fewer stable elements. And there there wouldn't be enough elements for life to be possible. The weak nuclear force were stronger or weaker. Life essential stars could not form. There's just so many things about these constants that are just set. They're the laws of physics that have been set by something, and it has to either be chance or a designer. And I don't see any way that the things that we see around us, the way the universe is structured, could be in existence without being designed. That's cool, Dr. Jones. But like, besides the scientific part, of God like was there any personal experience that you had with God that led you to be closer with him David I appreciate that question because it is allowing me to get refocused kind of on what you all really want to know I'm out here giving you scientific evidence and that's awesome but you want to know personally what is it about me and my life that has convinced me that God is real and so I appreciate you bringing me back to that because too often I feel like I get brainy about my faith and can lose the heart of it. So thank you for making me think about that again. I could share countless things throughout my life of my process of God making me more like Jesus and humbling me at times when I needed to be humbled and encouraging me at times when I needed to be encouraged. I just think about the grace that I've received, the fact that, thank goodness, I could not save myself and that Jesus has saved me from myself, has showed me the right path, has 
Uh, just talk about the fact that I have a family that loves me and just that that is evidence for me that God exists. I see him all over my life. I see how he has shaped who I am, uh, how he's given me gifts that I don't deserve. And I am convinced just on my own experience that God is real and he works in my life every day. And I think just kind of continuing this idea where just asking, you know, why do I personally believe in God? I believe he has revealed himself to me personally through his word. And I think that it is important to note. I know, you know, I want to focus on why I personally believe. And this is part of that journey for me was, is the Bible something I can trust? Uh, is it something that I can believe in? Is the words in the Bible trustworthy and true? And so I just look at the manuscript evidence of the New Testament especially. Uh, we have more copies of the New Testament that match each other, and I think that's what's really important is that the copies match. Maybe we don't have an original copy of a New Testament book, and maybe we don't have what was you know the tablet or scroll or whatever it was written on, and that's okay because we have copies after copies after copies that match each other. Uh, there are over twenty four thousand copies of the New Testament. You compare that to the work of literature that's in second place, which is Homer's Iliad, and we only have about six hundred copies of that, and most of those we have five hundred years after they were written. So the earliest copies that we have of the New Testament are within twenty five years of their writing. So we. Just from the textual evidence, the fact that what we have in the Bible is real and true, that really convinces me as well. Because if I'm going to read the Bible and have it apply to my life, I want to know that I'm reading the real words of the God that we're claiming to worship. And David handed me his copy of the uh, Case for Christ, which he's studying in another class. And I'm looking at where Lee Strobel interviewed Bruce Metzger about this very topic. And he says this, The quantity of New Testament material is almost embarrassing in comparison with other works of antiquity. Next to the New Testament, the greatest amount of manuscripts testimony is of Homer's Iliad, which I just mentioned, uh, which is the Bible of the ancient Greeks. But there are fewer than 650 Greek manuscripts of it today. Some are quite fragmentary. They come down to us from the 2nd and 3rd century AD and following. When you consider that Homer composed his epic in 800 BC, you see a very lengthy gap. And that is the point is that the earliest copies we have of the New Testament are not hundreds of years after they're written. They are within decades. So I truthfully believe in the Bible as a true and complete work. The last place I would look to is, for me, it's the testimony of the apostles that followed Jesus. After Jesus' death, his apostles claimed to have seen him alive, and because of that, they began spreading uh, the news of this throughout the entire ancient world uh, through missionary journeys and things like that, starting churches. And when faced with persecution, you know, the, the Jewish council would call in, call them in and say, hey, you need to stop telling everyone about Jesus. And of course, they were like, well, we were making it up anyway. So yeah, we'll stop because we'd rather not die and get beaten. And no, of course, they didn't say that, right? What they said is, how could we possibly stop telling this good news of the risen Jesus? So if the Bible is true, and the things that are recorded in the Bible are true about what the apostles said and did, their testimony is enough to convince me that Jesus raised from the dead. He is who he said he was, and he still reigns on the throne today. So from both a personal uh, emotional, spiritual, and really a mental standpoint. That is why I personally believe 
uh, in God, and I believe that Christianity is the true way to follow. All right, so you talk about how the apostles view Jesus as the Messiah, but what about the people that don't view Jesus as the Messiah and think he was just a prophet or just another good teacher and not the Christ himself? Yes, good. There are countless people and countless religions that see Jesus as a good teacher, but they'll deny his deity, they'll deny that he was God in any form. And to that, I would just quote C.S. Lewis, as is just generally a good idea. He's quoting C.S. Lewis. Uh, And he would say, there is one thing that we must not say, is that I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be a god. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would be a lunatic, or else he would be the devil of hell. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. The things that he said, the claims that he made to be God, to be equal with God, to have existed before all time, he can't just be a moral teacher. He cannot be anything other than equal with God and co-creator of the universe. He is who he said he was, or he's a crazy person. So, Dr. Jones, how do you prove that Jesus wasn't some type of liar or hypocrite or some, like, crazy person who just had, like, these crazy ideas about uh, his religion and this and that? And how do, we, how do we know that for sure? I think that just comes down to everything he said about himself, uh, everything he said he was going to do came true. Uh, the things that he had no apparent control over were he just a human came true. The prophecies about where he was born, who he was born to, what tribe he was born in, all these prophecies, countless of uh, that you find throughout the Old Testament, what was going to be true about the Messiah, and then just the fact that he was resurrected. I think that that is the biggest evidence. And if I point back to the works of Lee Strobel, uh, there's a movie about his life and his journey on discovering is the resurrection true or not. Uh, that movie helped strengthen my faith even more, obviously based on his book, uh, but That is what I think legitimizes everything he said about himself, is that he said he would be raised from the dead. And, you know, here's the thing about people who raised from the dead. Lazarus, for instance. Jesus raised him from the dead. Well, Lazarus eventually died again, right? He's still a human. Uh, Jesus raised from the dead. He has a heavenly body, and he ascends back to his place at the right hand of God. And his apostles saw him do that. That's what they record. They record he didn't die again. He wasn't a human that just died passed away again like anyone else he may have healed he ascends back into heaven to go to his rightful place so that legitimizes everything he is and that what he said he was okay dr jones so it seems like you have a pretty strong belief in christianity so uh what about when bad things happen to you do you still believe in god that question is one that i ponder a lot it's one that has been pondered by theologians for centuries we'd call it the problem of evil But you're asking personally, so I want to kind of address uh, the first thing about that is that I don't really feel qualified to answer it because I don't know if anything really terrible has ever happened to me. And I know that's I'm speaking from I'm lucky I'm blessed in that. But I know there are people who have been through far worse things than I have and probably could speak better on this. But I do want to address it. And I think that would be best saved for the next episode 